This could be the deadliest storm in the history of Florida. Ian has moved on. Torrential rains and resulting floods in states to the north, past Georgia, into the Carolinas. But now the work begins. The death toll is rising. Power may be out for weeks or months. Over 2 million people have no electricity in Florida. Cell phone service is gone in the hardest-hit southwest part of the state. In Cuba, the antiquated power system completely collapsed. And while the lights come flickering on for a few minutes at a time in Havana, fuel for the power grid is lacking. And who knows when the entire system and country will be back up. Back in Florida, a major rescue operation is underway this weekend for those still trapped in homes and shelters that collapsed. In the aftermath of any storm, it's a wake-up call for Christians to pray as well as respond. The Lord doesn't forget, and neither should we. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and this is a special program called Comfort in the Storm. Florida and Cuba were hard hit by Hurricane Ian. This slow-moving but massive storm dumped a lot of water on the Sunshine State, the governor saying it was a 500-year storm event. Homes are lost, streets are flooded, and lives forever changed. We have seen a life-threatening storm surge, uh, as was predicted. This could be the deadliest hurricane in Florida's history. You know, you need to be planning for power outages for days to weeks. Already a million Floridians without power, as you mentioned. That number likely to go even higher. And I really do feel like the flooding uh, is going to be such an issue going forward. There are downed tree limbs throughout Punta Gorda. The wind is, as I said, picking up. I'm just going to give you a moment to listen to hear what the power sounds like right now. Here we go. Winds and waves montage of sound and voices trying to comprehend the power and destruction of Ian. Did you know that floodwaters rising, houses destroyed, that sudden need for safety, it's all described in the Bible. God knows exactly how terrifying these experiences are. He writes about it. He describes it and the fear it produces. And that's a great comfort to know that nothing is outside of his understanding. He knows everything we go through. He knows exactly what it's like. And he's in it with us. As Matthew reminds us in chapter 8 of his gospel, the Lord is in the boat with us, even when he doesn't calm the storm. Even if the waves get higher and higher and no help seems to come and the boat sinks, he is still with us. And even when the worst happens, we are still safe in him. He is our safe place. God takes these vivid descriptions of what you have just lived through and puts them in his word to get across to us the fact that we are safe, safe in Jesus. Let me read an Old Testament passage, clearly pointing to how we can find safety in Christ. Isaiah 28. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic. What a passage for us today. And if we are trusting in Jesus by faith alone, We don't need to be afraid. You're in his refuge. You're in the safe place. Jesus can be your haven of rest. Well, in the next few minutes, I want to share how Jesus is not just our refuge from the coming storm of judgment. We're going to meet up with the manager of Moody Radio Florida, as well as hear from a young woman in Cuba. They'll both share firsthand accounts of what they're seeing following Hurricane Ian. 
and both of them would agree that Christ is our refuge today. When the literal and the figurative storms of life come crashing down on us, he truly is our cornerstone. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only trust in Jesus' name. here on this Haven Today, a special program called Comfort in the Storm. On the line with us from Moody Radio, Florida, is the station manager, Andrew Luthold. Andrew, thank you for joining us on Haven Today. Well, thank you, Charles. It's my pleasure. You cover, along with your uh, fellow stations on the east side of the state, you cover most of the population in Florida, but your listening area especially was hit by Hurricane Ian. And... um, Let's just kind of talk a little bit about the overview. Uh, Here we are. uh, The the hurricane has moved through, but of course, the damage was was done, and it's really great. Um, Why don't we talk about power first? What's the situation like for power supplies? Well, Charles, the uh, power has affected, there have been well over, at least the last count I heard, and this is here now a day or so after the storm, there are still more than 2 million people who are without power right now. The hardest hit counties in Florida were Charlotte and Lee, and that's where uh, Naples is located. Fort Myers is located there. Sarasota County has been affected. Uh, And so there are still, uh, like I said, 2 million people without power right now. And there are some parts of uh, Naples in Lee County where they're saying the grid was so uh, devastated and demolished that they are going to have to completely rebuild those power Mm. grids from scratch. Mm. Now, they were prepping for this. I know I saw pictures of at least hundreds of trucks and power companies from along the East Coast were sending people in to help uh, with this. Um, 
But it's, I guess what I hear you telling me, Andrew, is a lot of Floridians are going to be out of power for quite a long period of time. Yes, that's right. In fact, uh, the number I heard was about 42,000 linemen, repairmen were here, ready to go as soon as the storm went through the area. Mm. And they were coming from as far away as Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, Texas. Uh, So people from all across the country were coming prepared, knowing that this was going to be a big storm and that this was going to be an issue. Mm. Well, with that in mind, let's talk about something else uh, in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. Let's talk about the water supply. What are you hearing uh, in relationship to drinking water? Right. The last thing I heard was that there is a um, a boil water um, effect in or a, a boil water order in effect uh, for both mm-hmm. Lee and Charlotte counties. And really, uh, with so much damage, they were even saying that with the amount of the storm surge that they were warning people not to go even walk through the water because you don't know what's in the water. And it has possibly been contaminated not only with seawater and debris, but there's also some sewage and uh, that has been you know mixed in with the whole water system as well. So, yeah, this is another uh, basic utility that we all take for granted that many, many people are not going to be able to take advantage of for some time. Well, and I know people are still being told, especially in those surge areas, they can't go back home. A lot of the bridges to islands and, and inlets have have just been destroyed or, or damaged as well, I think I've heard. Exactly. A Sanibel Island, there's a, a bridge that goes out to there, and part of the causeway has just been washed away. Uh, several different parts of the bridge have just crumbled. The, the pilings that hold up the bridge were swept away. The historic Naples Pier is gone. There is nothing mm. left of it but a few pilings mm. that are, are still, you know, sticking up out of the water. But there is nothing left of the of the pier. And just so our listeners who are not in Florida or haven't been to Florida, you're on the west side of the state, the Gulf side. That's where the storm hit. Where are Lee and Collier counties and then on up to Sarasota to just describe that for us? Yes. Uh, Lee is at the is the bottom most county in uh, southwestern Florida. So it, it starts with Lee. And then as you head northward, it goes to Charlotte and then Sarasota. And so those are very heavy populated areas along the coastline there of the Gulf. And you happen to broadcast on four towers stretching from central Florida, Orlando, west, and then all down that side. Have you been able to stay on the air mostly? Well, we have four towers across uh, central Florida and then down the western coast, and three of the four have stayed on. And one of the amazing things is our tower in Naples is still broadcasting. It stayed on the air. Our, our Sarasota tower uh, has lost some power there, and so we're we're looking to get that back up as soon as possible. Mm, okay. Well, uh, we know people have died. Uh, Some people who should have evacuated didn't. There's always a few of those. Uh, You are getting some reports of uh, people who didn't make it, and, and you don't need to give me a number because that's obviously going to increase. But you're hearing news of, of people who didn't and, and, and are actually bodies or are there in, as the water drains away. Yes, and unfortunately, uh, the, the days leading up to Hurricane Ian's trek toward Florida, it was predicted that it was going to be heading toward Tampa Bay, which is where our studios are located. And so we were preparing for a direct hit up there. 
up here. Evacuation orders had been in place. People were leaving um, as they had been instructed to do because they were taking this seriously. We've had a lot of new residents come into the state of Florida here in the last couple of years, and this is their first hurricane event. So they were taking these orders seriously and moving to other parts of the state. Well, then the, what, Tuesday afternoon before the storm hit on Wednesday, Tuesday afternoon it took a shift to the right, And so here you've got a whole stretch of coastline where people were not prepared because they thought the storm was going past them. And so that's one of the reasons there were still so many people in in residence and did not evacuate as they should have. Uh, They just didn't have that preparation that we here in the Tampa Bay area had, you know, for several days ahead of time. And then, of course, you do get those who just say, you know, I'm going to stick this one out. It, it, it'll be bad, but we'll stick it out. Uh, and, yes, as, as you just mentioned, there have been reports of, of officials telling people not to go back into neighborhoods because bodies have been seen floating down the street. Mm. Andrew, communications uh, uh, lines and, and signals must be down as well, then, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Um, they have they brought in materials to build some temporary cell towers uh, because people have just not, either they don't have power or once, you know, your mobile device loses its charge, there's no way to, you know, plug it back in and charge it back up because there's no power mm-hmm. in the area. So mm-hmm. not only do we have a loss of service, but then there's that loss of being able to recharge your devices. And so we've not been able to hear a lot of, of work as to, at least at this point, of churches and organizations that are going in. Of course, your big ones, uh, you know, have already established. We've got Samaritan's Purse, Salvation Army, Convoy of Hope. The larger ones we've heard are already, you know, deploying and moving in. Uh, but we've not been able to hear the communication of the local churches just because of that that lack of communication and not being able to, to get out. Mm. Well, one thing all of us can do wherever we are is pray. Uh, And if you wouldn't mind, Andrew, would you just lead us, and we'll pray together right now, but I'll encourage all of our listeners to just keep praying through the weekend. Pray for Cuba as well. We'll be talking about Cuba in a few more minutes and what's going on there with the electric grid failing for the entire country. But Florida's in a heap of trouble. Would, Would you mind leading us in prayer? Oh, certainly. I'd be honored. Thank you, Charles. Father, we... We come before you with heavy hearts, yet joyful hearts, because we know how good you are. Yes, this storm has been big. It's been great. It's mighty. But we know that you are mightier still. Your name is a strong tower that we can run into and be safe. And Lord, there is no hurricane that can step against your strong tower. So Lord, we trust you. We know that you are good. You are faithful. And our prayer is that this will draw people to you, that your church will mobilize, that the the body will be unified, and that we will be shining examples to those who are in need, those who are hurting right now, those who don't understand, those who don't have peace in their hearts right now. They're full of anxiety and fear. Lord, help us as your representatives to be your light and your comfort and your encouragement to them. And may everything that's done bring you honor and glory. Mm, Yes. Amen. Andrew Luthold, Moody Radio Florida. Thank you for taking some time. You guys are really busy right now, but thanks for taking the time to share with us on the program. Well, Charles, thank you for asking, and thank you for giving us this opportunity to share what's going on here on the local level. You're listening to Haven Today. My name is Charles Morris, and this is a special program 
called Comfort in the Storm. Earlier, we read from Isaiah 28. Let me read verse 16 again. I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who trusts will never be dismayed. That sense of security is not just for the future. It's for today. We don't have to try to build our own safe place. In fact, we can't. And that's what hurricanes and earthquakes teach us. But a lot of us try. We think we have to make ourselves safe with God, but that's just like taking refuge in the lie, as Isaiah twenty-eight fifteen put it. We need to understand that the death of Jesus means the struggle to create our own safe place is over. Jesus has done it all, so we don't have to, because we can't. But we can live our lives in knowing that nothing can separate us from his love. Nothing can snatch us out of his hands. Sometimes it can feel like we're up to our necks in water. It might not be the water from a hurricane. It might be the suffering of cancer, sins we're wrestling with, insecurities and fears we face. But no water is too deep. The Lord can reach us always. And when he takes hold of us and pulls us out, nothing can take us out of his hand. He cradles us like his very own little children. Now, Jesus used that very image of a child being lifted out of our hands to assure us that it will never happen to us or to our little ones, even if death snatches us out of this life. Even if our little ones are snatched out of our hands into death, nothing can ever snatch us or them out of the hands of our Savior. John 10, 28, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who's given them to me, is greater than all, and no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. In the eye of the storm, you remain in control. In the middle of the war, you guard my soul. You alone are the anchor. When my sails are torn, your love surrounds me in the eye of, in the eye of the storm. When the solid ground is falling out from underneath my feet, between the black skies and my red eyes, I can barely see. And when I realize I've been sold out by my friends and my family, I can hear the rain reminding me. In the eye of the storm, you remain in control. In the middle of the war, you guard my soul. You alone are the anchor When my sails are torn Your love surrounds me In the eye of the storm When my hopes and dreams are far from me And I'm running out of faith I see the future I picture Slowly fade away And when the tears of pain and heartache Come pouring down my face I find my peace in Jesus' name In the eye of the storm You remain in control In the middle of the war You guard my soul You alone are the anchor When my 
Stevenson, an eye of the storm here on this Haven Today, comfort in the storm. We're calling this special program just before Florida was hit by this monstrous Hurricane Ian, Western Cuba was struck, and that sent the country's power grid into a death spiral. It hasn't been the same since. We spoke with Edelmas, who shared what she's seeing and hearing on her Caribbean island, the island of Cuba. So I just want to say that uh, almost a the entire country has no electricity, especially uh, Pinal de Rio province was very, very affected. There are many Christians there that they just lost everything they had. Pastors at their houses were very damaged and churches as well. Uh, the problem with electricity is is very bad for for everybody, even if we are not in Pinal de Rio here in Havana, because if we don't have electricity, therefore we don't have water, and in our in our homes, and in in one of the most awful things uh, is that our refrigerators are holding our our food that we don't have much, so we are very concerned with that that when the cool in our refrigerator is not enough, we will have to start eating everything and cooking everything. At least still we have gas. And after we eat everything we have, because we, we have to, because otherwise we'll be spoiled, then we, we don't have anything else to eat because our stores are not open. So and things are very hard to get and very expensive as well. So please pray for our nation because the situation is very complicated. And for many others that they don't have Christ, is despairing. Oh, That's Idamas, a Christian who lives in Cuba. And that was also her singing a well-known hymn in Spanish, Amazing Grace. So very talented. I want to give you an opportunity to help people like Idamas there in Cuba. Now, if you're listening to us in Florida, stay safe. And if you can help, please do so. Offer help through your local church or give through a trusted organization making a difference. But if you're outside Florida... 
I'd like to ask you for your help for Cuba. We're partnering with a Christian ministry in Cuba, which is on the ground providing safe water systems to people left without clean water, shelter, food, and now even electricity. We're not naming the Christian nonprofit for diplomatic reasons. Here's what makes this safe water program unique. They only work through evangelical churches to offer safe water systems housed at the church, and also it's churches who promise to share living water with their community, water to drink, living water through Jesus. It's a perfect combination. Every $50 you can send provides safe water for a family of five for a year. $250 will benefit five families for a year. And if the Lord has blessed you even more, you can be a great blessing to cover an entire water system for a church and a community for $7,500. These systems are housed in churches that want to make a difference for the kingdom. What a way to make an impact for the gospel. Call us or give online. Let us know how much you want to give for water and then how much for our Spanish broadcast, El Fado, sharing Jesus every day all across the country. So please don't delay. The number to call right now is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or give online and check out pictures of water systems already installed on the island nation of Cuba. Haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And a closing reminder, you can still get copies of the book, Our Faithful Queen, on our website or by calling our toll-free number. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me for this special program. Won't you come back again next time? When again, we'll be sharing together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Every religion gives an answer to several basic questions, and one of them is this. What is the meaning of life? Christianity answers that question rather uniquely. Listen to this. Coming out of John 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. You see, the meaning of life is not a what, but a who, and that who is Jesus. Invest in your walk with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Get it monthly. Just visit us at getanchor.com.